This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to the Human Animal Connection Show, where we believe we can communicate with all animals. Join us as we explore the 33 principles and healing methods of the human animal connection. As animal lovers, we know that you share our commitment to making the world a kinder place for all creatures. Together, let's embrace the transformative healing power of the human animal connection. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Human Animal Connection Show. I am your host, happy to be here, Michael Overly, and I'm with the amazing smiling and happy Jeannie Joseph. Jeannie, yay! Yay! Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the Human Animal Connection Show. And this episode is about the power of names and how important it is because the spirit of a being is carried in the name. So we're going to talk about naming animals. Those of us who share our lives with animals, we often are in the position of giving a name or sometimes we have an animals come to us already with a name and we need to just ask and see, is this the right name, the best name for this animal? And it doesn't mean that um, there's like some good names and bad names. It means what is the name that best expresses the spirit of the animal? So, for example, the name Bill might be perfect for one animal, but not perfect for the next animal. So, it's not about whether the name is good or bad. It's about whether or not the name expresses the spirit of the energy of the animal and allows that animal to express their spirit more fully. <laughs> so, um, Dana and I were in Wyoming a couple weekends ago, and uh-huh. there was a guy there. He had a, a Belgian Malinois and like uh, like a Border Collie. And I don't know if I can say the names on here, but <laughs> or the nicknames. One was Loco, and the other was <clears throat> Hole. Oh. And I was like, what? What? What is the yeah. energy behind that that you That's would call right. your dogs that? Yeah. It was because really then you're using. If you're using that word every day, you know, you're, you know, however many times a day you're, yeah. you know, it's, it's just um, really an important question to say, does my dog have the name that is the best fit for their, their development? And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some stories of some people and some clients. So we're going to really take a look in this episode at what the effect is of a name and whether that not the name supports the animal and supports the relationship between the human and animal is this a name that allows the animal to express their true nature and to grow and express themselves or is this a name a burden or um an undignified name or or whatever and you know sometimes like in the shelter situation dogs come in that are strays and that the name is not known and we have a hundred dogs a day coming into the shelter and somebody's going to very quickly slap a name on a dog to get them into the process to get them through adoption but that person is going to just real you know randomly kind of pick a name i mean sometimes they'll make a good choice but sometimes not and i've noticed that dogs with a name that doesn't suit them get uh are harder to adopt they don't get adopted as quickly as a dog that has a name that suits them and every name is good it's just a question of is the right name for that dog so we were talking in the last episode about a um a big old tank size pit bull with the name dante and it wasn't the best name for him and it it didn't help him get adopted and i've seen very gentle dogs and you know with the wrong names and you know, just the wrong archetype sometimes. It's a, a gentle dog with a tough name or a tough name. Uh, on a, you know, it's just this all 
a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> and so, and dogs can learn a new name. So if you adopt a dog from a rescue or a shelter and it doesn't feel like the right name to you, I mean, sometimes my clients will ask me, I never ask, uh, say, you know, the, hey, this is the wrong name. It's just if they say to me, hey, they know my work and they know that I do this. So if they ask and they say, is, the, is this the right name? I'll ask the dog and say, how do you feel about your name? And about, I'd say 85% of the time, with a person who's chosen fairly well, they're happy. But about 15% of the time, they say there's a better name. And so I only mention this when people ask because it's a very sensitive topic. And a lot of people are not willing to consider that they've given their dog a name that isn't really serving their soul. But sometimes people really want to do what's best and they really want to know. So I had one client in, with two dogs and the kids had named one dog Frank and the other dog Beans right? And Beans was, when I asked, was perfectly happy being called Beans. It didn't bother Beans one bit. But Frank said, that's not my name. Sometimes people are willing to hear that and we really listen and we do it. It's not a simple thing. I, I listen sometimes for a couple of weeks to make sure that it's the right name. Like when Lulu came to us, her name, her shelter name was Canella. You know, we're still fostering her um, so, but Canella didn't do anything for her, didn't support her, didn't express her, her spirit. But Lulu brings out her playfulness and brings out her tenderness in a way that Canella didn't. Canella, it's not that it's a bad name in any way. It's just that it was did nothing for her. It didn't help her to grow into her true nature. And yesterday we took her out for the very first time to a pet grooming place and they were very nice. I said, look, this is a really scared dog. I don't think she can do anything yet. Can I just bring her in and let her experience the place, you know? And uh, it was the first time introducing her to public as, you know, this is Lulu. And she acted like Lulu. She pranced around and played and was polite to everybody and made friends with at least the women. A uh, man came in and she turned into Godzilla. <laughs> but, you know, it was really great to see her prancing around as Lulu. I got her a little tag. It says Lulu, a little pink heart, you know, it says Lulu. And it's really good for her. So it's not that Lulu would be right for every dog, but I, I really listened. It took a couple of weeks and I went through a couple of names. And at first I thought it was Angel. It wasn't Angel. And I forgot the names I went through, but finally it was Lulu. Oh, Luna was one of the names we were looking at, but Lulu was the name that just seemed to kind of capture her spirit and allow her to express it. And it's interesting because in the Hawaiian tradition, they don't name the baby when it's first born. They wait till the baby's first birthday, a year. And that's when they have the baby luau, which is the naming ceremony. And at one year old, the baby formally gets their name. And this is something that's not done frivolously. Like sometimes the grandparents will have a dream and hear the name or the mother before she gives birth will hear the name or a family member. Uh, but it's a very reverent process to name a being. And that's why sometimes in Hawaiian, you have these very long names. You know, they, I mean, you can have nicknames, but sometimes the ancestors or the amakua, which is a, a guardian animal, will be in the name. So different things because the name is what carries what in Hawaiian the word is mana, which is like their spirit or their chi in, in Chinese would be chi or Japanese would say ki. You know, they, they it's it's the life force, it's the essence that carries their spirit. 
And so when you have the right name, their mana is supported. It's respected because every day I call upon that energy. I, I, you know, like I had a cat named Serafina when I adopted her from the shelter. Her name was uh, Fluffy. <laughs> what? Fluffy? You know, just didn't do anything. It's not that it's a terrible name or anything. I mean, some cats would do very well with Fluffy, but she was not a Fluffy. She was a, a refined being. And she needed a name that expressed that. And she became a very fine therapy cat after being a very traumatized cat that spent six weeks under the bed when I first brought her home. I never saw her for six weeks. I just changed the cat box and fed her and didn't see her for six weeks. And it was six months before I could pet her. You know, so she had a long journey. But um, giving her the name Serafina was one of the things that helped really mm. allow her to grow and change into that. And my friend Afton, who has a wonderful horse sanctuary where he he takes horses that are like headed for the glue factory mustangs that uh can't be ridden and whatever you know just terrible and so he has a place called wild horse haven rescue and he had one horse that his son had named rowdy and this horse lived up to his name he would pick fights with all the other horses nothing would be wrong and he'd just go pick a fight <laughs> he'd just go rattle up the herd you know it was like i had a friend who used to call it out let me go start some fires you know like some people say let me go put out some fires she'd say let me start some fires she just wanted to get some energy going so rowdy would be doing this and i explained to him about names and he thought about it and he decided to rename this horse and he called him aries for um the god of you know the god of war you know so it was just a, a a more elegant name and he changed this horse's name to aries and as soon as he did the behavior changed you know he would call aries and the horse would kind of lift his head and feel kind of proud and the other horses you know he started behaving differently the other horses saw him differently everything changed in his behavior and he was thinking i don't know if i can keep this horse was disturbing the herd but uh just the name change changed the dynamic between them and i have one more story to tell you like that so mm. well probably more than one more but one more that i don't want to forget. So this is a story from Anna Breitenbach, who's a wonderful animal communicator, and she doesn't work with pet animals. She works with wild animals, but she was working with a, a sanctuary that had a, a jaguar that they had. And this jaguar, everyone was terrified of him. And he was very, you know, did a lot of displays of, you know, stay away from me. And, you know, a lot of aggression, just really tough guy and didn't want to come out of his little, he had a little enclosure that he could be in and he wouldn't, didn't want to come out. And it was hard to clean and feed and do things. And, and she, his name was Diablo. And she went and talked with him. And among other things, Diablo explained was he did not want to be called Diablo. He wanted to be called Spirit, and they renamed him to Spirit, and everything changed. His behavior changed, which then changed how the humans related to him. So they started relating to him as Spirit, not as the devil, right? <laughs> and this changed everything in the dynamics between him and his life improved dramatically because people didn't see him as the devil anymore, and he didn't need to start behaving like, you know, he didn't need to continue to behave in devilish ways. He could begin to express his true energy his true spirit so i've seen that a lot you know so i have a lot of clients who i've helped um when they ask change their name it's about 10 or 15 percent of dogs that that say no i don't like my name i i need another name yeah, yeah. I, I had an experience with a horse i used i would do some energy work on down this literally down the road uh-huh um old 38 years old yeah <clears throat> and her name was penny uh-huh but it felt off to me so mm -hmm. i asked the woman 
I said, what was her name before? She goes, oh, she used to be called Lady. Yeah. And so when I would address her as Penny, I would get nowhere. Yeah. So I, when I would call her Lady, she would yes. just, yeah, she would just yes. love it and soften and come right over. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, it's so wonderful. When I was volunteering at a horse sanctuary, I, I, I had the same experience. And I would ask each of the horses about their name. There was one horse who had gotten kicked out of four barns, right? Because he was too violent. I mean, I actually had a temporary restraining order <laughs> against a horse, right? And the, his horse's name was Fire. Right. And so I talked with him and, you know, you couldn't take his mask off. He was just really intense. But anyway, I began working with him. I said, what would you like to be called? And he said, I'd, I'd like to be called Sweet Fire. And so I called him Sweet Fire and everything changed. I mean, we had a, just a lovely, lovely way. He was still very spirited. It's not like it's going to take away his spirit, but it took off the edge. You know, he didn't have to pick fights just because just to pick them. We, he could express his sweetness in addition to his fire. So it's very powerful when you find the right name. It really changes because it changes our perceptions, how we look at them, how we see them. I mean, if you name an animal like that story you told in the beginning with a, a curse word, you know, it, it's like you're using that word all the time. They're, they, it's just sad. It's just a sad thing, you know, and people do things like that and it's sad. It makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, it tickled me because it sounded funny, and yeah, and I realized, but that that energy of that is being given to yeah. that dog all the time, all the time. You know, which is it's just not, it's not. Uh, you know, we wouldn't want to be called that. You know, so why would we call a being something that we wouldn't want to be called? And it's just, you know, words have power and names have power. So choosing the right name is a beautiful thing that a human can do for an animal is to really take the time to listen and find the right names. And very few people do this. So I just I just invite people to consider. And if you if you love the name and the animal loves the name, by all means keep it. But if you feel like maybe it isn't the right name, then listen. Listen and see and try some experiments because dogs can learn a new name in a week or two. I mean it it does not take long. All you have to do is use it in a nice way consistently and especially around food calling them for food for a treat and boom, they learn it. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> worked for me. Yeah, right, right, right. And, you know, it's interesting because we think of dogs or cats or domestic animals, birds having, knowing their names. But a lot of the animals that we've, not myself, but that scientists have researched find that that animals know their names. Like there was this one um, uh, sanctuary that had crocodiles and in order to feed the crocodiles, they needed some order. So they gave them each names and they would say, you know, Sam and Sam would come up and get his food. And then he would slink down to the other crocodiles would just wait for their name, get their food, come up and get, you know, and it, it created a lot of order just by giving them names. And you know, we, we talk about this today, like it's nothing, but when Jane Goodall began her research and she dared to name the chimpanzees, she was lambasted in the academic circles because at that time they would only call it it, not he or she, and they would not give them names. They were, you know, R27 instead of having a name and she gave them names. And that's what one of the things that allowed her to go where no other man had gone before in terms of her connecting with the animals. But she paid a very high price in terms of the academic thinking at the time. And of course, when once you name an animal, you cannot you you see them as an individual. You're not likely going to want to hurt them or eat them <laughs> like on a farm. If you name an animal, you know, it's hard to eat them after you've given them a name. So it's a really powerful thing. And 
every species that's been studied, pigs learn their names, elephants learn their names, dolphins have a whistle that that is their signature name, parrotlets in Venezuela know their names by peeps, you know, they so it's not nothing a name. So that's just something that we'll let people think about over the break to think about whether or not you've got the best name for the animal who shares your life. Awesome. We'll see you soon. Hey friends, if you like what you're hearing and want to learn more, check out Dr. Joseph's book, The Human-Animal Connection, Deepening Relationships with Animals and Ourselves. Or visit the website, thehumananimalconnection.org, to book an online consultation. Thank you for loving animals. Now back to the show. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hey folks, welcome back. Oh my God, the power of names. No, I'm, I want to call my mom and say, did you give me the right name? <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of people on the spiritual path go through a cycle where they'll find another name that expresses their spirit more and maybe they change it legally or maybe they don't, but it's it's something you can ask that question for yourself is, is this name the name that best supports you and whether or not you choose to decide to change it legally, just you know, having people that love you call you by the name that you like or whatever, you know, it's 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 a it's a worthy question and not everybody needs to do it. Many people are fine with the name that they were given at birth, but some people realize that it isn't the best name for them. So it's just something to play with. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, what what and, about kids naming animals? Yeah, like- yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes, you know, I, I knew one little girl named her dog Peaches, and that was fine for that dog. Um, but not all dogs want a silly little funny little name, and some do. Some, It just depends on their spirit. If they're a playful happy that every time you hear the name Peaches, it makes you happy, it's fine, it's good, good energy in the house, great. But if it's like Frank and Beans, where Beans liked his name, but Frank didn't, it really helps. This Frank was a very profound being. I think he was a human because when he looked at you, you felt like you were looking at a human. <laughs> and Frank just didn't do it. Frank just didn't convey who he was. So that's what happens sometimes. But yeah, well, we were talking about um, Carl Berg, who was a researcher in Venezuela, and he spent decades actually studying this one species of parrotlet, which is a small bird. And parrotlets are very interesting because they they actually, he's proven that because he's analyzed their sounds on a computer, they actually have conversations. I mean, not just like, I mean, they, you know, like what you say determines what I say, you know, I mean, he's, it's really amazing what he's discovered about these little wild birds. And he discovered that each of them has a name. And it's really important because it's very dangerous. Like when the female has the babies and she's nesting, she's tucked under and can't see. She has to know when the the husband comes home, he calls her by name and she can then stick her head up. If she sticks her head up for the wrong guy, that they, these little parrots do some nasty things. Should I tell you, you know, they steal um, babies and they steal wives and sometimes kill them. Um, So it's they have can only pick their head up for the husband so they have to recognize the the call of their name and the call of their mate this is in nature you know in nature animals have ways that they call each other by name it's not necessarily the a name not necessarily a sound we can hear you know what i mean it's not that but they have a way that they can indicate i'm talking to you dolphin <laughs> you know what i mean not you pelican so they they need to do that. And it's funny because like cats sometimes will pretend like they don't know their name. There was this one guy, this is in my book, you tell this story. 
And he had, uh, he was like what he calls a foster fail, meaning he, he would foster cats and just keep them, <laughs> which is great. Okay. But he, so there's one cat named Heidi and Heidi would refuse to respond to her name, but he would, you know, like a dozen cats would be sitting there watching TV and go, Heidi, and Heidi would ignore him. But all the other cats would turn and look at Heidi. <laughs> you know, they knew who he was talking to, but Heidi was not interested in it's funny. You know, it's just it's just a good thing to think about. It it increases our awareness to recognize that names have power. And given that, why not have the name that serves us, that expresses our spirit? Yeah, that's fascinating. So for for those who have a hard time with that, though, can can they reach out to you for help? Sure. They, you know, this is one of the things that we do. And uh, there are horses that. I met a racehorse and his name was Ralph, a former racehorse. And Ralph, nothing wrong with the name Ralph, but it didn't really suit him as he had another quality. Now, his I told the owners that his name was Romeo and that was too big a stretch for them. So they continued to call him Ralph and that's okay. But when I see him, I call him Romeo, like kind of like what you did with Lady with the horse. So, yeah. So, um, our book, The Human Animal Connection, goes through this in a lot of detail, helps people understand this in more detail and it's available on Amazon and it's also now available as an audiobook so people can listen to it as an audiobook wow. so that's really exciting oh yeah. I didn't know it was out yay yay and they can also call me and we do consultations and that's one of the things that people often are interested in is does my animal have the right name and I do not do this casually I mean sometimes I will take a couple of weeks and just really listen and some some animals like if they need more grounded energy they'll want a, a longer name or a name with more consonants so some animals need more uh yin energy more feminine energy they want more vowels or a name that ends at a vowel or different things but there's no like right or wrong name it's just what's what is the name that best expresses the spirit of the animal i like that yeah like i have a friend and she she this was all new to her all this stuff about animal communication but she wanted to do a communication session with her cat named jupiter and one of the things she wanted to know was was did jupiter a, a shelter rescue have the right name and yes jupiter was very happy with this name so like that yeah yeah the energy of it right that's it's just, it's a good feeling to know yeah. that you know when you're because you're good you're using it so many times a day it it, it should evoke uh, a sense of that being's solar essence and it should inspire good feelings when you say the name and you know just the energy of the name because names have energy yeah how do you okay. feel about your name do you like your name oh yeah i joke about it a lot because it's pretty common uh-huh but uh, yeah i think it suits me okay yeah, yeah. that's good yeah that's i good. wouldn't i wouldn't do well as romeo or, um, <laughs> or Tank. there's some like some dogs can have an absolutely, you know, like Henry, you know, there's a, uh, one donkey, uh, I forgot his name, that's terrible, I forgot his name, but he has a donkey sanctuary, I think in Spain, and he has this beautiful white donkey named Steve, and it's the perfect name for this donkey. So it doesn't have to be a fancy name to make it a right name, it doesn't have to be a spiritual name or an exotic name, it can be Steve. You know, for, for that donkey, it's perfect because he's kind of playful and goofy and dorky. And uh, I shouldn't, I mean, I'm, I don't mean to say that the name Steve is all those things, but it's just, it fits him. It fits him. You can see when he calls him Steve, there's love and he, he feels the love in his heart when he's calling Steve and Steve feels that he's loved by being called Steve. You know, having a, a, a more ordinary or common name is 
just what's right for him. So it doesn't mean that every dog has to have a name you can't pronounce or something or, you know, six syllables or something, some right. Hindu name or, yeah. Hermes Trismegistus. Yeah, right. <laughs> a Hawaiian name, Kalani Aniole. You know, it's like, right. uh, yeah, no, it doesn't have to have that. But yeah, so it's just something to play with. You know, it's just, this is just food for thought. And maybe your dog has the perfect name, not saying that they don't, or your cat, but it's just something to consider. It's just say, you know, ask ask your animal and just listen. And, and when I say listen, I don't mean necessarily that you're going to hear it in that moment. Just muse on this and see what happens. And you might try another name if you get another name. And you might say, you know what? Darby's just the right name for my dog. I don't want to change my dog's name. Darby's just fine. Yeah. Lovely. Yay. <laughs> Lovely. Yay. And guess next episode, we're going to be talking about power animals and spirit guides. So, ooh. Ooh, I'm excited. I miss yeah. uh, Ted Andrews. You remember Ted yes. Andrews? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was good. He's been at it a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, we'll say aloha for now. And thank you for joining us at the Human Animal Connection. And feel free to get in touch with us on our website thehumananimalconnection.org and if you'd like a consultation you can book one there and get in touch with us and we'd love to see you again hear you again feel you again in our next podcast thank you for tuning into the human animal connection show please visit our website thehumananimalconnection.org there you can sign up for our free email newsletter book a consultation, or check out our blogs and resources. Our best-selling book, The Human-Animal Connection, is available on Amazon. And your donation of any amount keeps our nonprofit organization providing life-changing services. You can reach Michael Overly, author of Let Your Dog Lead, Musings on How to Create an Exceptional Life, on his website at dogsandmen.com or email michael at dogsandmen.com. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.